So do you really feel confident in terms of your personal grasp of retirement investing or more to the point, even have an understanding of the terminology that goes with it? Well, if you do, good for you, because a recent survey from Nonprofit Transamerica Institute revealed that almost two thirds of U.S. workers say they don't know as much as they should about retirement investing. Welcome back to ClearPath, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller. Joining me is Catherine Collinson, founding CEO and president of Transamerica Institute and its Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies. On this episode, she'll discuss survey findings, share insights from her team's research, and she'll also provide us with an overview of four key concepts of retirement investing. But before we get started, I do want to remind our listeners that we love hearing from you and getting to know what topics you'd like to hear more about. So by all means, please drop us a line at info at transamericainstitute.org. Well, Catherine, got to tell you, in this day and age, I find it more than a little unsettling that so many workers lack even a fundamental knowledge of retirement investing, especially given that most are counting on 401k or similar plans for funding their future retirement. Al, it is concerning, and that's why I'm so eager to explain the four key concepts of retirement investing on this episode. The four concepts include asset allocation, diversification, rebalancing, and professionally managed services. And as we explain them together, um, I'm going to be drawing heavily from the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commissions, or SECs, investor education website. They do a terrific job distilling complex topics into understandable everyday language. And Al, over the course of our conversation, I'm going to be referring to some of our research. If you're ready, I would love to take each of these concepts one at a time. Works for me, Catherine. So let's uh, get started with the first concept, asset allocation. Al, Asset allocation is fundamental to retirement investing, but only 13% of workers indicate they know a great deal about it, according to our most recent survey findings. So asset allocation is the perfect starting point for this conversation. Let me define it. Asset allocation involves dividing an investment portfolio, for example, a 401k account, among different asset categories, such as stocks, bonds, and cash. The process of determining which mix of assets in a portfolio is a very personal choice depending on your risk tolerance and your time horizon to save and invest before you retire. A younger worker with a longer time horizon to retirement may feel more comfortable taking on a riskier or more volatile investments because they have more time to ride the inevitable ups and downs of the financial markets. Whereas an older worker who's nearing retirement would likely take on less risk because they have a shorter time horizon to weather any storm. You know, I appreciate the image you just referenced of a time horizon because that seems pretty straightforward to me, but perhaps you could expand further um, in thinking specifically in regards to risk tolerance. Great question, Al. Risk tolerance is one's ability and willingness to lose some or all of their original investment in exchange for greater potential returns. 
An aggressive investor or someone with a high risk tolerance is more likely to risk potentially losing money in order to get better results. A conservative investor or one with a low risk tolerance tends to favor investments that will preserve their original investment. Risk tolerance is a matter of personal preference and importantly, one's overall financial situation and ability to withstand potential losses. Exactly. And as the old adage goes, uh, no risk, no reward. Now then, what makes asset allocation so important in terms of retirement investing? Asset allocation could help protect against significant losses. Historically, the returns of the three major asset categories, stocks, bonds, and cash, have not moved up and down at the same time. Market conditions that cause one asset category to do well often cause another asset category to have average or poor returns. By investing in more than one asset category, you'll reduce the risk that you'll lose money, and your portfolio's overall investment returns will have a smoother ride. If one asset category's investment return falls, you'll be in a position to counteract your losses in that asset category with better returns in another asset category. Got it. Now, I think what we're basically saying here is you're basically attempting to cover your bets. So let's move on to the second concept you mentioned, diversification. Now, what exactly are we talking about there? To put it simply, diversification is not putting all your eggs in one basket. Diversification is the practice of spreading money among different investments to reduce risk. By picking the right group of investments, you may be able to limit your losses and reduce the fluctuations of specific investment returns without sacrificing too much potential gain. Well, Catherine, to my ears, diversification sounds fairly similar to asset allocation. So how are they different? Al, you're not alone. My sense is a lot of people may be asking that question too. Asset allocation is about having the appropriate level of risk in one's portfolio that could help them achieve their long-term retirement savings goals. If you don't include enough risk in your portfolio, your investments may not earn a large enough return to meet your goal. When saving for a long-term goal, such as retirement, most financial experts agree that you will likely need to include at least some stock or stock investment funds in your portfolio. On the other hand, if you include too much risk in your portfolio, the money for your goal may not be there when you need it. Diversification is a bit different. Diversification tells us, do not put all your eggs in one basket. It involves spreading your savings across investments in hope that if one investment loses money, the other investments will more than make up for those losses. Great. So now that uh, you've cleared that one up for us, then how would someone go about figuring out what asset allocation is right for them? Al, this is the tricky part because there is so much at stake. You're trying to pick a mix of assets that has the highest probability of meeting your goal and at a level of risk that you can live with. 
Thankfully, for those saving in a 401k or similar plan, this is an area where your employer's retirement plan provider can be of assistance. Retirement plan providers offer a variety of services and resources that can help you determine an appropriate asset allocation mix based on your situation. Your other options are to consider using a professional financial advisor. If you go this route, be sure to do a thorough check of their credentials. For those of you who are interested in learning more and taking a do-it-yourself approach, it is extremely important to do your homework. Study up on asset categories and investments by reading books, learning from experts, and even taking classes and doing coursework. This is complex material, so it's really important that you have a strong grasp of the concepts. I would have to say that you know everyone should really take this seriously and, and put in the time and research because really, at the end of the day, it's your money and your future, and uh, no one stands to benefit more from the investing than you. Well, then how often should people go about changing their asset allocation? The most common reason is a change in your time horizon. If you think about it, in saving for retirement, you would gradually change your asset allocation as you get older. Many people hold less stock and more bonds and cash equivalents as they approach retirement. You may also need to change your asset allocation if there's a change in your risk tolerance, your overall financial situation, or if your financial goals themselves change. Savvy investors typically do not change their asset allocation based on relative performance of asset categories. For example, increasing the proportion of stocks in one port one's portfolio when the stock market is hot. Instead, that's when they balance their portfolios. Got it. So that leads us to the third concept you referenced, rebalancing. Now, what are we talking about there? Rebalancing is bringing your portfolio back to your original asset allocation mix. For example, you may find some of your investments will grow faster than others over time. By rebalancing, you'll ensure your portfolio does not overemphasize one or more asset categories, and you'll return your portfolio to a comfortable level of risk. When you rebalance, you'll need to review the investments within each asset allocation category. If any of these investments are out of alignment with your goals, you'll need to make changes to bring them back to their original allocation within the asset category. Before you rebalance your portfolio, you should consider whether the method of rebalancing you decide will trigger any transaction fees or potential tax consequences. Your retirement plan provider, financial professional, or tax advisor can help you identify ways to minimize these potential costs. I follow you. So then when and how often should people rebalance? You can rebalance your portfolio based either on the calendar or on your investments. Many financial experts recommend that investors rebalance their portfolios on a regular time interval, such as every 6 to 12 months. The advantage of this method is the calendar is a reminder of when you should consider rebalancing. 
And I'll also add, you can do these checks every six or 12 months or time interval, and you may not need to rebalance, uh, but it's important that you check in and look at your overall asset allocation. Other experts recommend rebalancing only when the relative weight of an asset class increases or decreases more than a certain percentage that you've identified in advance. The advantage of this method is that your investments tell you when to rebalance. Whichever case you choose, rebalancing tends to work best when done on a relatively infrequent basis. Well, to borrow another off-repeated adage, uh, no guts, no glory, because from where I sit, this all sounds like it's not for the faint of heart. And while I imagine there are do-it-yourself investors or day traders out there, that clearly wouldn't be me. Al, again, you are not alone. Our survey found that 67% of workers would like to receive more information and advice from their employers on how to reach their retirement goals. And 57% would prefer to rely on outside experts to manage and monitor their retirement savings. So then what solutions or alternatives have you identified that can help address this? The fourth and final concept uh, that we're going to discuss on this episode is professionally managed services. In the context of 401k or similar plans, professionally managed services have become ubiquitous. These services are designed to enable plan participants to invest in ways that are aligned with their goals, years to retirement, and or risk tolerance profile. Our most recent survey of employers found that more than 9 in 10 retirement plan sponsors offers at least one of the following services. I'll start with a managed account service that makes investment or asset allocation decisions for participants. Another type of service is model portfolios that use the funds in the plan lineup to meet a participant's retirement date and or risk tolerance profile. Another common option is target date funds. Target date funds are designed to change asset allocation percentages for participants as they approach their target retirement year. And then the fourth type of service that is commonly available are called target risk funds, which are designed to address participants' specific risk tolerance profile. It is super important to do your homework and be on the lookout for what is available and learn what might work best for you. When evaluating your options, be sure to understand exactly how they work and any potential costs involved. Well, thank you for today's insights, Catherine. I've learned a lot, and I suspect our listeners have too. But uh, at the end of the day, it's incumbent on all of us to actively engage in managing our personal investments if we hope to enjoy the benefits of a sufficiently and well-funded retirement. Now, where can people go to learn more? Earlier in the podcast, I mentioned the SEC's investor education, uh, and all of it can be found at sec.gov or sec.gov. Specifically, I have been referring to the SEC's Beginner's Guide to Asset Allocation, Diversification, and Rebalancing. Uh, it's a great resource that really describes complex ideas in everyday language. Additionally, another source that I would recommend is FINRA. 
FINRA is the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority. It has extensive investor education and insights available on its website. FINRA also has a broker check, which is a free tool to research the background and experience of financial brokers, advisors, and firms. Visit FINRA.org. And lastly, if you're interested in Transamerica Institute's research, including the report that we've referenced, which is titled Stepping into the Future, Employers, Workers, and the Multigenerational Workforce, please visit our website at transamericainstitute.org. Well, Catherine, those are some formidable resources. So thanks for sharing and as always for today's uh, informative conversation. Until the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller, encouraging you all to stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about retirement security and the intersections of health and financial well-being. You can find our weekly podcast on WYPR's website and mobile app, wherever you get your podcasts, and at transamericainstitute.org forward slash podcast. Clear Path, your roadmap to health and wealth is produced by the Transamerica Institute with assistance from WYPR. The information provided here is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as insurance, securities, ERISA, tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance. Asset allocation and diversification do not assure or guarantee better performance, cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses, and do not protect against an overall declining market.